Welcome to another episode of Proof Beyond Reason. This is your boy Geology here again for another episode. Yes, sir. Mike the Baptist. We got J Mo over there. And special guest. Look what? at who's returning. Oh. The return. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if it's special guest. You know what I mean? Like it's for real. He's family uh, member. He's just back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I definitely feel like a special guest without the mic. So <laughs> yeah, you know so what I'm saying. I got I'm sharing a mic right now. Yeah, no, we got uh, Religion Man, aka Ivan the Terrible, <laughs> aka we still Those don't have a name for him. Um, so glad to have you here, sir. Honestly, uh, truly missed you. Loved you. Love your voice. So the voice, uh, just, I'm going to listen to the episode at least three times just because your voice. Mm. You got so, that, uh, smooth jazz Yeah, voice. he's like smooth jazz. Listen to what I say. Those who do not too. know, it was like the new people from Germany and Russia don't know religion, man. Unless That's they listen true. to like an old episode. That's true. And, uh, we have listeners from the Philippines. We've had, uh, we've had, a, uh, a number of listens from the Philippines. So we're starting to, the market's starting to grow. Uh, so they get to hear Religion Man, uh, hopefully for not the first time. Um, we want to uh, start out on this topic that it's, uh, it's, it's pretty involved. We, we had some other plans. We were deviating from our plans. If you've seen our episodes, the last uh, couple of episodes uh, on aliens, episode mm-hmm. one, episode two, we dive into what are aliens? Are they real? What does that mean? Are they, you know, amazing, amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved every bit of it. And we stood here and we recorded for a minute. We were in, in this in this place for like three hours, just setting up and and recording and just diving into the topic. Um, but during the week, I was reading the book Forgotten God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by Francis Chan. Shout out to Francis Chan and all the things that he's doing with his ministry. And in the book, I read uh, there was uh, two pages in the book that just man. And I've read the book before, but I'm reading it again. And as I read it for the second time, and I'm reading it for the second time. These two pages just kind of floored me and into doing a self-analysis of, of where I am right now in my faith. You know, mm-hmm. I think as, as believers, we go through these different phases of our life. And, and right now in music, you could tell what's happening in culture based on what's happening in music. That's always been in, 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 in human history. You can see that whatever's happening in culture is reflected in music. And right now in the Christian culture, you, when you hear the music of Christian culture, you hear a lot about doubt. You hear a lot about struggling with faith. You hear a lot about uh, uh, instances where, where people, artists, are, ha- are getting divorces because they made wrong choices. And in their music, they're speaking about, or maybe not they're the ones who didn't make the choice, but maybe they were in, in within their relationship. Something happened that drew them away from their spouse. And... In their music, they're, they're grieved by the circumstance. They're grieved by what is happening in their life, and they're reaching out to God and say, I doubt you. I, I'm praying. I, I've devoted my life to this ministry. I've devoted my life to serving you, and I'm not seeing the fruit of, of that. But when I peel back and I, and I step back from my emotions— I'm trusting that your word is true. Mm-hmm. And I'm trusting that your word says you will never forsake me. I'm trusting that your word says that you are sovereign, you are in control. I'm trusting that uh, your grace will continue to abound. And in the music, you're hearing this just, just so clearly. And, and I think for me, in terms of, of what I'm hearing in, in the music, it's touching home for me. Uh, you know, going through, uh, I would say, a season where where, you know, you kind of go through the motions, but you're not seeing God's hand at work necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know God's present. You know he's moving, but but you don't see the supernatural. You don't feel 
his presence again you know he's there and the people around you 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 feel like you see stumbling you see you know and I, and mm-hmm. and I've seen it with the people closest to me that are that are having struggles with their faith not praying not in their word not serving in ministries or nothing like that and, and for me even you know serving in ministries uh yet seeing my prayer life not be amazing uh, seeing my my desire even to be in the presence of God, not amazing. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where we talked about where Paul says whether in season or out of season, you know, preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you feel or you see fruit produced. Just know that God's brewing and and, and he's present and he's with you and, and, and nothing can separate you from the love of God and, and all these good promises that are found in his word. Yet we see this realm of doubt. Um, so I, I kind of lay that as the backdrop to, to, to be part of our conversation. And uh, I'm going to take off my headphones in a second, just checking to see if the sound sounds all right. Um, so I'm going to read in the Forgotten God here, uh, the two pages, just really quickly. Uh, and I might laugh. So recently, a man dying of cancer asked the church elders to anoint him with oil and pray for his healing. Before we prayed, however, I asked the man a question I don't normally ask. Why do you want to be healed? Why do you want to stay on this earth? The man, as well as everyone around us, seemed a bit surprised that I would ask such a blunt question. The reason I probed like this is because in the epistle of James, we are reminded that we, are oft- we often don't receive the answers to our prayers because we ask for the wrong reasons. And it's quoting, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly uh, to spend it on your own passions. So that's James 4, 3. Our desire to live should be for the sake and glory of God who put us on this earth in the first place. So really, why do you desire the Holy Spirit's activity in your life? Why do you want to experience more of the Holy Spirit merely for your own benefit? When the answer is yes, then we are no different from Simon the magician who tried to buy the Holy Spirit's power from the apostle. Peter's response to Simon in that situation was strong. He said, may your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. Acts 8.20 The Holy Spirit is not a commodity to be bought or traded accordingly, according to your individual wants, whims, or even our felt needs. We absolutely cannot have this discussion about the Holy Spirit without calling into question our motives. And then he challenges us to really think about. So right now, I want you to take a break from reading. Spend time asking yourself why you want the Holy Spirit. Is it for power? Is it for your own betterment and purpose? Or is it because you want to experience all that God has for you? And he goes on to ask additional questions. But when he said right there, like, stop reading... I stopped reading. And when he compared one selfish motives to Simon the Magician, if you know history, Simon the Magician is also Simon Magus, who is the founder of Gnosticism. So it's very interesting that we, we see that kind of brought to a head. And for me, I don't want to be compared to Simon Magus or Simon the Magician. So, fellas, how is your life, man? You know, how... how how have you experienced life to the place of doubt or to the place where you find yourself praying prayers, seeking God, 
really f- for selfish reasons and not stopping to ask God, is this your will and, and should I even be pursuing this? Uh, for me, I want to start off. Hello, guys. Geology here. <laughs> but um, I remember specifically there was a time, this was in between when I was with my other job. I would do overnights consistently and I was going through a very rough patch in my life. I was having a lot of stress. Um, I would work like 50 to 70 hours per week and I had like no relationship with anyone. This is when I hardly talked to any of you guys and I remember specifically Mike wanted to chill one day and he was like, oh, we'll catch up. And then I remember we went to catch up. He was like, hey, what's going on in your life? And I was just laying down everything. We were like this little shop in the front. And I was just sharing my whole, like my whole like situation. Mm. And I stopped reading the word. I was still seeking God, but I was doing it in the way that most people do, saying I believe in God, but yet I wasn't really pursuing him or I wasn't going after him. And I felt myself drained every single day. And no matter how many times I would be like, oh, I just wish the Holy Spirit would talk to me. But the thing is, I never spent time with the Holy Spirit. Like, I never spent time praying. I never spent time reading the word. It was just me saying, hey, I want this to happen. I want my life to be better. I want to find another job. I want to do this, this, and that. And then I was just like, okay. So then after that, I didn't talk to Mike like for two or three months. And then during that time, it was when I had my breakup. And then I remember we were like in this Cuban cafe or whatever. And then I specifically told Mike. I mean, where else would we be? Like, there's no. (laughs) We specific, like we were eating a sandwich. And I remember I told him, I was just like, like I decided to give everything to God. And I was telling him, like when I gave everything to like, and I let the Holy Spirit fully come in. And I was like in a bathtub crying on my knees that same day and I was just like I just give you everything and then he's like talking to me through the word like during the days and then he would just tell me let me use you it's not about my benefits like you could be sick you can be injured or like you can go or want to do these sort of things because back in the days I wanted to start my own company and have like a clothing line and all this stuff and yet God said you're going to teach my people and you're going to lead them and that's specifically what just what he said. And he's like, let me use you. And it wasn't for my own benefits. But, I mean, I was going to grow as a person. And I've seen that happen, like, a lot. We've started Proof Beyond Reason. We've done so many things. And, like, I'm even closer to you guys. Like, before, and I used to you went steal. into uh, you went into, you started school. And yep. you started studying, uh, what Biblical is it? Biblical theology. theology. Yep. Yeah. And I didn't see any of that happening. Like, before, I used to always complain, hey... I didn't um I didn't have time for school but yet I started seeing doors open like that I never thought was possible and it's all because I relied truly and fully into the Holy Spirit letting him use me and guide me that's my take like, I remember that I remember that uh those conversations uh I remember I threw something away yes. of yours that was funny I started getting uh, back slowly into magic yeah which was not that great and that's the piece of it you know what I'm saying it's like when we are in that place where we doubt or or we are full of selfish ambition, we start to creep into this place where either where we used to be or a new place we where we haven't been. Yeah, and then it's just like we're knee-deep in mm-hmm. sin that we don't even perceive to be 
sit because it's like chilling. It's normal. Yep. It's like, okay, but you know, I'm, I'm watching things that I shouldn't watch or I'm listening to things that I really shouldn't listen to. And it's not like, you know, it, it's, it's more of a conviction thing, mm-hmm. knowing that, man, if I was in my word, if I was pursuing God, I wouldn't be involved in this in the first yep. place. You know, I wouldn't be having conversations with these, uh, you know, with, with these groups of people. I wouldn't, um, uh, you know, I wouldn't be dabbling back into mm-hmm. my previous lifestyle of, you know, magic or, or anything else. Like I wouldn't be doing this kind, kind of activity if I was in the presence of God. But because I'm not in the presence of God, I find myself more comfortable doing this other stuff. But I still, I mean, there was times where I felt like I was doing a backroom deal. So I'd be like, one night, I would just see myself, like the depression or anxiety would start hitting me. And then I would just be like, all right, God, we'll make a deal. If you allow me to find this other job or uh, you allow me to, <laughs> yes. to go into the next step, I would pursue you 100%. How'd that work out? <laughs> and yet I would see myself getting even like more like, like mad at God, like pissed off at yeah. God. And I'll, I'll see myself drifting more and more. And it was in the point where I just let go of my ego and just let him take control. There's like, there's a point. I'm super excited to be here though, but I got to move this mic. But there's, <laughs> isn't that crazy? There's, there's that point where you have yourself, you're a believer you're you're in it you've you've given what we can call your whole self to the lord at some point right g and now you're telling me that you're praying for something and that thing that you're praying for this deal that you're trying to make with the lord isn't working let's say it's not this deal just isn't happening but then you get 10 times more discouraged because your brother next to you that you know for sure is not you just you, you you made you're so close to him and everything this dude prays for he gets why is that because that happens that happens to me like all the time all the time yeah it's funny uh <laughs> i used it used to be you where everything this man prayed for, yeah, like, it was literally given to like, in detail. And I would sit there and be like, yo, why's my prayer so jacked up? Why's my prayer life so messed up? I was up? actually just talking about Mike. So. <laughs> I, I have a friend. Uh, I have a friend. Uh, his name is uh, Eichel. And, uh, <laughs> it's so funny, right, how that, you know what I'm saying? Like It you happens. It's the, it's the other turn of the coin. I like that story because it's – it's funny, but it's in a way you can take it the opposite. Mm-hmm. So you got a guy here that's coming up to the altar. He wants people to pray for him. Mm-hmm. Anoint me. I want to be healed. I got something serious that's happening right now. And basically, when you're praying for something like that, you're you're praying that you want to stay. I actually want to stay mm-hmm. here on earth. That's what I want to do. I want to stay here on earth for whatever reason. So that's like the most, in a way, you can call that one of the most, selfish prayers or you don't know what he's praying about he wants to stay because he has a daughter he wants to stay because there's things that right that people that he wants to be here for that he wants to see grow up which would make it not selfish at all but then you got the other flip of the coin where there's people in the bible that are praying to die they're ready to go see the lord they're like take me now and he's like nah i'm not gonna take you now like you still have more things mm-hmm. to do so you could take that in both ways, especially in that that story. And, I mean. and and I haven't gotten to the point where 
where I'm reading on. Like, I just stopped. Because oh, I was, was like, yo, I was rock. So I don't know if he answers the question later or if he just leaves <laughs> you in limbo. It. But it's true. Like, he, he, told he, you he could, he could, that man in response should, could be saying, well, I, I don't believe it. God has told me it's not my time. So I'm asking you to pray for me because I have, I have more work to do for his name. But if he wants me to go... He wants me to go. Like the attitude of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know what I'm saying? It was like uh, God uh, God has the power to take us out of this thing. And if he does, glory to him. But if he doesn't take us out of the furnace, glory to him. Either way, it's glory to God. Like doesn't matter. The the circumstance, my my main prayer is that glory to God, that he would be glorified in the message of the situation. Yeah, I know uh, in the Bible, I think it's, uh, I think it's in Romans, but um, specifically Paul is saying, you know, I desire to, like, his pr- perspective was always, like, on the heavenly perspective, right? So even though he lived on earth, he lived in such a way that his life didn't really mean as much to on, on this earth. So he starts, he, uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but he's basically <laughs> the gist of it because I, I can't, yeah. I don't know. Me- like, I don't yo, have a photographic yo. memory. <laughs> um, but uh, the gist of what he was trying to say was like, um, I don't know which one is better for me to stay on earth or to stay or to go to heaven. For when I go to heaven, I, I'll be in the presence of God, but it is for your benefit that I stay here. So I feel like a lot of times, you know, it, it, it hits to the core of of our perspective and kind of like what um, Yvonne was saying. Oh, Yvonne, <laughs> <laughs> that's a new one. There it is. There you go, Yvonne the Teddy, the Teddy boy. Yvonne the Teddy boy. Mira, es español. No, you know, and um, so it really depends on the perspective. And so a lot of times you have that selfish. Yeah. Oh, I wanna, I wanna do all the the things that I wanna do, or even a lack of faith. How like you don't want to die because. You might not truly believe in God. <laughs> you might not yeah. truly, truly trust God to the p- point where mm-hmm. you you can trust him with your soul, you know. And, um, you know, just from my personal experience, um, I remember me being like maybe two, three years into faith. Um, and everything that, that God kind of showed me was through like a failed relationship or a failed attempt of a relationship or mm-hmm. with a female or something. Like it was always God showing me something crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, and I remember me being in the faith for two, three years, you know, that that zeal early on and um, me talking to God and saying, man, God, like I'm a good dude. I deserve a great woman. Just him, just listening mm-hmm. to him, all the great qualities of the woman that, that I, you know, that I deserve. These are like me talking to God. And so I'm praying for this particular girl at the time. I don't even remember who. At who this is point. this? <laughs> shit, right, for real. You know, but I, 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 I remember, gone. I remember the feeling of me praying intently uh, from selfish motives, you know, but me looking back now. Uh, and so I'm praying and it didn't work out. It didn't happen. She started dating somebody else. And me being crushed uh, at the time, that name it, claim it type prosperity thing mm. or whatever. So I was like, in the name of Jesus, I want that female, you know. And it just didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, no, 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 no. But the reality is, is, is it like, you know what, like. How could you do this to yes. me, God? Yes. I, not only am I, I'm the servant of serve, like yeah. the pride that God had to deal with me mm-hmm. at that time was that I was so self-righteous, so self-proud that I deserved, I felt like I deserved, mm-hmm. you know, God had to shed that. God had to break that out of me, you know? 
a lot of what we see in times like that, I was, uh, I'm sure a lot of us were in that same exact situation. I was in your shoes same way. And I think a lot of what we can get from understanding God is that he truly understands us. So yeah. if he really does truly understand us, which we don't understand us, like my wife knows more about me than I know more about myself, which is crazy to understand that. And so to know that it's really to understand, well, what is good? And none of us really know that. Mm -hmm. And so as we're walking this walk, I do it periodically as much as I can is thinking, well, is this good? And then I pause like, yeah, it's good for me, for me, mm -hmm. like for myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that this S9, I deserve this. Like, this is good for me. But in, yeah. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And watch it walk right by. And then you look at that and it's like, but we never truly know what he means by good. Mm -hmm. And if and that's all I think our relationships with him is, is like he's showing us. Yeah, Mike, that's what I really meant by good. Like I meant it's going to do you good to go yeah. through this. It's going to be good for my glory to go through this, for you to stay at this job another two years, for you to do this this way. This is what's good. Maybe not your version of good. And that, I think, is one of the most difficult things to where when we challenge the Lord, like mm -hmm. those two stories we just heard, like how do we really know other than his word? Yeah. And then when do you what do you do from there when when he's teaching us that? man, what you were asking for really isn't good. Yeah, that's the trust piece that we don't, you know, we, we don't become acquainted with. And God's ultimate desire for us is to conform us into the image of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Whatever that process looks like, whatever steps need to be taken for you guys, for me, for the people listening, to be conformed <coughs> into the image of Christ, that's what he's going to do. Like, if he has to purge from you, if he has to reveal to you sin, if he has to uh, allow you to go through certain circum certain circumstances of loss or success, mm -hmm. go through pride and envy and jealousy and and just all these things, like then then it's gonna happen so that you have that moment where you're looking in the mirror, you're just like wow, like and I had sent a video to these guys. I don't know if I sent it to you about uh, the Benny Hinn. Yep. Like there was an interview. Oh with Benny Hinn and he was just like yo like I was I was way like the theology that I I was way off like the prosperity gospel uh, was wrong yeah, yeah dude yeah like he was like legit he was like I was wrong and it's like it's it's him now like the old Benny Hinn but he's just like yo I would have never preached it no. if I would it's crazy so but you're not gonna hear that his books you're not you can I mean you can you already bought it he already got the I money got you know what I'm saying he's already, <laughs> it's, already it the, it's already bankroll you know what I'm saying um but but I think it's it's that perspective of of yeah. how we're aligning our thinking to that like God even in our prayer life like I feel, I'm guilty of of just you know the why behind my prayer not not mm -hmm. even the things that you guys mentioned but when I pray it's because I need to pray it's not because he has to hear me pray and say a bunch of things and give a bunch of requests and thank him for all that he does. He doesn't need that from me. He doesn't need anything from me. He's self-sufficient. I need to pray. I need to give gratitude because I need to be in line with him. I need to surrender to him. I need to uh, – it's almost self selfish in terms of prayer because he doesn't need it. 
but it's more for my it's it is for my benefit that I that I seek the Lord um because it realigns where I need to be it realigns mm-hmm. where what my motives are it realigns when I'm praying for someone why am I praying for somebody why am I you know in the street preaching why are we doing this episode in the first place like why are we doing any of this stuff mm-hmm. and it calls in it calls us to be realigned with his purposes and not our own mm-hmm. carrying our cross daily being burdened by some of the things that we have to carry for the purposes of saying god i i trust you your yoke is easy your burden is light um and 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 he's really clear on that for us to to do self uh, uh to analyze ourselves into into in what we're doing. Do you think um because we live in a modern time that we've never lived in before like specifically with like technology and mm-hmm. the way we communicate. Do you think that maybe you know all this technology has in the, in one sense kind of like hindered us or stopped us from like having a, a better relationship with God, like maybe distractions are more or I think, I think the opportunity for distractions is a lot more, but it, I don't think life is, uh, as far as uh, a life like of if, a believer, like I think anything's unfair. changed. No, um, like kind of like in our culture, society and culture is kind of geared towards a way where the way they communicate is now everybody has a voice before it was not, nobody had a voice, but right. now everybody can go on Twitter. Everybody can. So the, the, the information is, is very easy, but like, for example, I think about my life, um, as a Christian 10 years ago, sure. and I think of my life now, how is it different? The difference is, is now every single day I'm on YouTube looking at basketball highlights. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's I, a distraction I didn't necessarily have. Right, but, but before YouTube, you were playing ball. Like you were outside yeah. playing ball all day. So I, I don't think, you know, I think one year you're sitting and you're watching the video, yeah. but the other you were outside playing ball anyway. So it was going to something in every every time period is always going to pull you away from the present, from you mm. having intentional opportunities with God. So even in today's society where everyone has a social media J-Mo don't have a social media. He doesn't have social media. My stuff has been deactivated right? for like three months. So he's okay with that. Like he's putting himself in a position where he doesn't need, he's like, I don't need it. So why do I, why am I going to position myself to be distracted by it? There are other things that are distracting him, but that's not one of them. Mm-hmm. For me, that, that, that can be a distraction for me. You know, uh, Netflix and YouTube and, and all those things can be a distraction for me. But if, if I eliminated all of that, they're still going to run the risk of something or someone is going to occupy or attempt to occupy that space. that space where I can spend those moments with God. And we're not talking about spending, you know, I'm not a monk where I have all this like, you know, eight hours a day just in prayer. Like I got stuff that I got to do in, in the world. You know, I got people to talk to. I got work. I got to make money. I got to support my family and spend that time. But all of that is part of it comes out of it stems out of my relationship with Jesus. Yep. All those activities are to be stemmed out of my relationship with Jesus. So if I have zero time with Jesus, no prayer, no reading the Bible, nothing, then everything that I do is 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 uh, is empty. It's vain. Yep. So yep. if you know what I'm saying, like I, I hear you. I, I I'm listening to what you said, and at the same time, I'm hearing. I I just took a flight to uh to philadelphia and the people that were sitting right behind me were had a christian base i i could say i don't know where they were coming from who they were i don't know their names but two people that were sitting behind me i don't know my flight or i call you out so flight two three four (laughs) but they were sitting behind me 
and plane just got there. They're they're opening up the doors and everybody's leaving row by row. So you stand up and you're right now. Everybody's like right next to each other, waiting to get out. And I hear this gentleman and two young a young couple. I think they were together. And she tells him. She says, "Do you think that Jesus is like mad at us for?" the decision of going getting on a plane and and i'm like looking at her like oh what is he gonna say like i want to hear what he has to say so then he turns around and he's like i mean i don't know if he'd be mad but if he was here and then she was like yeah you know that what would jesus do thing like what would he really do and then he would like of course like any man would think that he has all the answers so he definitely had that look that was i was looking right at him I'm like, I'm in your <laughs> combo right what now, son. Gonna what say, you going to say? <laughs> she answered her. So uh, so he said, he said, I really think that he's not that he's mad at us, but if he was here today, he would be on a bus. <laughs> and so and, and, it, and it gets a little bit. He goes and not just any bus. So I'm like, wow, like this guy knows where he what knows Jesus what would Jesus be, be doing. doing yeah. So. uh so he would be on a bus. It would be 12 people deep. So it would be one of those bigger buses. And it wouldn't be his bus. It would be one of those buses that he would have to catch a ride for. So it left her in a space where at the end of that, you could tell she didn't really know. And it's something so minimal and trivial as the decision yeah. to take a flight. But in the end, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, man, that girl to ask that question alone just about a flight. I don't ask that about half of the things or the decisions that I make. And she's sitting there after a flight with conviction saying, could I maybe in her mind, many reasons, but maybe I could have spent my money differently. You know, maybe I could have given it here. Maybe I could have <laughs> taken a bus. <laughs> now, you know, she's going to take a bus every time. Twelve person bus hit your ride. And so but for her to make that. Yeah. It, 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 to take that time out to really reflect is dope because I mean, crazy. In, in Colossians, what is it? it says uh, in everything you do, whether you eat or you drink and whatever you do, the most menial of tasks, do it all for yeah. the glory of God. Yeah. Uh, was it Proverbs? Uh, acknowledge me in all your ways and I will direct your paths in everything. What does that mean? And everything in everything, yep. everything. like <laughs> everything. Everything <laughs> like what is my sugar intake, right? Like everything, everything. Yo, Mike does that. Everything, just so we everything. know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We gotta check G's water bottle, make sure there's water <laughs> up in that piece. But it reminds me also, um, going back to um the why. I've seen a lot of people. They, especially especially now during the whole soccer thing that's Ooh, going on, Colombia, or even basketball. Everything. There's like, oh, I prayed LeBron didn't go to the Lakers or something. God didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah, that type praying. of it's yeah, that type yeah, of mentality yeah, where you'll see people I've uh, like I saw a couple of people post on like Instagram I'm not gonna shout them out but they were just like oh finally God answered my prayers Ooh. and LeBron is going to the Lakers because finally the Lakers was missing their missing child which was Kobe and now and I was just like what is going on and then that's the type of things I see where it's you'll have two teams and then like the mother of the best player is praying the other mother is praying as well. And their team loses, so then she's like, why didn't God answer my prayers? And you see, like, her faith stumble a bit. Yo, it's hilarious, because, like, even just, like, going off on a tangent on that, it's just, <clears throat> it's just my personal conviction. I'm not trying to convict anybody's listening, but my personal conviction. <laughs> I look, all right, four-year deal, $150 million. 
why am I giving him more? Like, he doesn't need anything else from me. Like, why am I wasting any energy? Like, he's good. I'm the one who got to get up in the morning and work. Like, why am I going to spend any time watching this game? Like, I'm not hating on him. Like, God bless him. Like, awesome. Like, he's doing his thing. But, like, why am I getting even mentally caught up in that whole deal? Like, it is, he, I mean, proud of him. Dude, that's what's up, dude. I'm still, I'm still struggling trying to pay my bills. You know, like, it, it's whatever. Like, great. You, you have great success. But I see cats arguing. Yep. And, like, almost getting the fist fights over, over what? Dude, you're not getting none of that. You're not getting none of that money. Nothing. You're not getting none of that fame. You're not getting it. So, so, you know, it's... Um, uh, anyway, that's that's a whole side note. Like again, like not hating on him. I'm glad he's got it, and I don't hate that he's got it. Like I'm, that's that's dope. Like he has talent. I'm glad that he's getting paid for his talent. But for like for me, I'm just gonna. I'm not. He's he's set. Yeah. So what I my activities are not gonna bother his his 150 million dollars. Me not watching is not gonna bother him. If mm-hmm. it, you know what I'm saying. So no, I, I'm gonna back out. Either. I'm gonna back out that situation. He does his thing, and I'm gonna do my thing. I got my w- stuff. To do. With what G said, you look at it. You have one of the scenarios of the why mm-hmm. and it's a big scenario of the why which is the category of a competitive prayer so now oh, yeah. where's the why behind it all of it's selfish this is mm-hmm. my team i grew up there whatever it would be i this is where i'm from my family all of that but now it's the the why behind it is competitive and if you take everything off of that all of us have said a prayer at some point that maybe wasn't for a team or maybe wasn't for uh, a sport or any of that, but it could have been competitive. When you pray for a position over somebody else, that in, in, in essence is a competitive prayer. It's I, like, I, I give it to me. Let me have it. Let me get that girl. These are the things that I want. Give this thing to me, person, place, a thing, or noun, whatever that be. Thank the Lord. I didn't pray for no girl. You know what I'm saying? Thank the Lord. <laughs> Jesus just gave it to me. Yeah, you, Jesus. Were the first, you were the first one married. You know Jesus, what I mean? Jesus <laughs> just gave her to me. I'm like, that's what's up, God. Thank you. I appreciate That's. I don't have to worry about that thing, right? But So then I, I want to open up a question. <laughs> um, so how do you do that? No, okay. Be like the devil's advocate type of thing. So... <laughs> When we receive the Holy Spirit, we're being made into a new being, have a new heart, new mindset. We're being made and transformed into the image of God. So then those type of people that continuously just pray the why, that you see them in church pews, or they can be so deep into it, would you then consider them religious? Or then would you just say they haven't been saved at all? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that because I don't I'm not the judge of a person's heart or anything like that. But um. You know, and we've all made that uh, those type yeah, of yep. prayers at, at one point of our life. So mm-hmm. another brother that's might maybe at a different part, uh, part, part in his faith, looks at me at that point in my life and says, "Oh, what an unbeliever!" But then I grow out of it. You know what I mean? And so I, I wouldn't say. Yeah, I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't necessarily question the person's faith. That, that's part of the sanctification. Is where not only has he has he saved me, so I have a position where I've been justified, but he is saving me. So he's transforming me, conforming me into his image and teaching me these lessons to navigate me out of that. So, yeah, I mean, after someone for so many years, maybe believing that or filling up the pew and so forth and potentially leading people astray. Yeah, it's difficult because you're a teacher. You position yourself as a teacher. So you're going to be judged more harshly. I think the fruit comes from the repentance. If there's never repentance, I have to assume that that person was a sheep's and wolf's, uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing, and you know, and 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 he's 
he did his thing and and he's not he's never he was never in the faith i have to assume that and the people he's led astray there has to come a time of conviction and for me to just hear that thing of benny hinn like to hear it from him to say Mm -hmm. that like dope you know what i'm saying like so as far as what is he doing in repentance is he just mourning over it or is he repentant to say yo i'm now i'm gonna preach the other message to say Hey guys, I this was the wrong thing. So every one of y'all who went to one of my things, uh, I'm balling, but I'm giving money back. Just you saw that in uh, Zacchaeus, you know, when uh, uh, the tax collector, he said, if I if I did anyone wrong, I'm giving back fivefold or tenfold or whatever he said, and and and, and to cover my basis because that's his repentance to say, look, I'm so convicted over what happened, I'm giving it back. Because that's that's not what I should have done in the yeah. first place. You can you can look at uh, maybe Benny Hinn's ministry is not as strong. You can, can say it. You know, um, maybe it's not as televised as previously. You know what I mean? So this is at the decline of whatever his ministry would be. So yeah. you can look at it. Some people can look at it and be like, okay, now now it was wrong. But it's it kind of goes to show us like. At the height of it, if, if like I started, I was walking to the mailbox, a uh, mailbox at work, and I was like, God, if I only won the lottery, right? Okay, I won the lottery. I'm like talking to myself, you know, in my head. Okay, I won the lottery. Okay, I want that big house. Okay, <laughs> no, I, no, John. No, no, no. We won the lottery. Just said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I got you. I got you. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm saying, you know what I mean? Sorry. Y'all get like a buck fifty. <laughs> <laughs> he said you won't see me i'm on <laughs> i'm in bora bora <laughs> um no but i started talking i went to god and i'd be like okay what if i won the lottery yeah hypothetically okay i won the lottery okay i want to buy the big house i got the house okay i got the wife uh, you know i'm already married okay i want kids okay i got the kids uh okay what else can i ask for w- would that be make me complete and i started to mm-hmm. think about it, i kept listening Mm-hmm. Dude, I was there for like two minutes just like thinking of what else I could list. I was like, okay, I want this, uh, the BMW M3, you know what I mean? The, competi- the competitor to the S6, you know what I mean? S7, whatever. So uh, I want the M3. So I'm like, okay, what else? Yeah. And I started thinking, I'm like, man, it's meaningless. There's nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like if I had that, I still would feel void. I'm like, I don't know if you guys felt that before, but I started thinking like that, things like that. Yeah. You know, yep. um, you know Proverbs 21, 2, it says every uh, every way of man is right in his own eyes, mm-hmm. but the Lord weighs the heart. And it's, you know, it's it, I have a bunch of verses here. Um, uh, Galatians. So for I am now seeking approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So it's like, what are you trying to do? Or what, what is our comfort? Are we trying to please ourselves? Are we trying to please people? Are we trying to serve God? And that calls into question everything that we do, whether it's uh, doing ministry, doing this podcast, um, pursuing new job opportunities. Like in many of the things that we do in, in, in its core, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. And even if we get it, if we come to fruition, if it's a little selfish at some point, it's not necessarily a bad thing. What makes it bad is, is uh, you know, maybe when we get it or when we receive it or when we're pursuing it, like the, the why behind all mm-hmm. that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you fall in deep conviction and deep sin and now you're deep in prayer. Once you get out of it and you have a certain level of success and you bought a home and, and things are going well, then you navigate out of that. And you're just like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, thank you, Jesus. Good, like Job. 
you're comfortable. You're just super comfortable. And, you know, I've like like I said earlier, I feel like I, I have I fell into that for a little mm-hmm. while. And it's and I and and in knowing that I now have to find a place where I get discomfort, I get uncomfortable again. I have to position myself to be uncomfortable again so that I'm always looking at God because the comfort is scary. That is scary. If anything else, if nothing else in life is scary is the fact that I feel comfortable and just like, yo, man, everything's going good for me, right? But when's the last time I contacted my brothers? When's the last time I just, you know, poured into them? When's the last time I invited them to my house? You know, I just bought a table. And I, granted, I bought a table last week, but still, like, the the whole thing about it was, like, good. I can have people over, mm-hmm. and we're comfortable. We're eating. We're doing stuff at the house. And even when I lived um, when I lived at the Arbors or when I lived uh, uh, on Michigan. No, no, they don't know. You know what I'm saying? But uh, there's a number. But when I lived all, off of Michigan, it was the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, like um, – it, I was, I was just, man, he got me off. I'm like, wait, did I reveal too much? Um, you know, uh, but in, in pursuing those places, I was like, God, if when we get this place, this is what I'm going to use it for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give me that place because I'm going to save money. This is literally what I said. I said, I'm going to save money. I'm going to, I'm going to sponsor a child because that's what was in my heart. Like, I want to sponsor a child. Actually, I said, also, if we have a child, I'm also going to sponsor a child. That was what, yo, I still haven't sponsored a child. Like, what, yo, what's going on, brother? Like, you say you were going to sponsor a child. And I want to do it not for the purposes of just doing it because I want to give her an example, Misha, yeah. an example to say, look, that child doesn't have anything that you have. You're going to share what you have with that kid one way or another. You're going to write to them. You're going to be involved in their life. And, um, and I haven't done it. But that was my prayer. That was the prerequisites, right? Give me this, and I'll start a Bible study in my house. Never did it. I did it years ago, but the second location, I never did it. Never did the sponsor a child. Never did. There were so many things I didn't do, but that was my desire. That was my heart, and I thought I had the right motives, and maybe my motives were right, and I allowed distractions to come and sweep me away. I allowed other things to interfere and my comfort to take over, and now suddenly I'm serving man. I'm serving myself. I've neglected what my you know what my convictions were in serving god so i mean you know i hope everyone who's listening uh to this uh, today that they're they're reanalyzing like and and trying to get an understanding of who is the holy spirit mm-hmm. he's not a force he's not a but he's a he is a, a a a person and and who is he why do we want his presence in our life? Why is it that when church services start and they're playing their music, they're like, um, you know, we want to evoke the, you know, the Holy Spirit here. Holy Spirit, fall on this place. Holy Spirit, come take over this place. Like, why, why are they even asking for that to begin with? Um, you know, the asking is not a bad thing, but why do we want that? Why do we want God's presence to feel his presence? Why do we want to walk in grace? Uh, and, and so ask yourselves that question and, and, and start to do research. Learn about who the Holy Spirit is. Uh, I think G has some resources that he's going to provide in just a second. But I want to pose that question before we close so that people can, can start to, and us here at the table, can start to really dig into, man, where, where am I? And if you, if you feel like you're good, like if you feel like, you know, I'm living out God's purpose, even if I'm not physically serving, if I'm not doing all these things, but... But 
uh, right now I am I'm spending time with my wife, my child. I'm I'm spending uh, a, 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 a time developing my career for the benefit of my family to invest, you know, in in my home and all this stuff. And if the, and if you really are are believing that God has put you in that position to maximize the position that you currently have with your friends, with your family, with your career, with your education, then then rest in that. Right. The whole purpose of this is not to convict you out of something and go into something that you assume is happening. But if you really believe these are opportunities and things, these are gifts that God has put in your hand and you are maximizing the things that God has put in your hand, then delight in it. But don't neglect spending time with God. Don't neglect seeking his presence. Don't neglect continuing his counsel. Don't neglect being around other believers to be in that council of believers to ensure that you are operating in alignment with what his word says because we cannot be a community of one. We have to be within a community, a body of believers. And this right here, this table for me is an example of that. This is my community. I have a, uh, you know, I have a larger community of different people. But man, these guys right here, these are the guys that I'm, that I'm, that I, that I share my convictions with. These are the guys that I, that I pray for. These are the guys that I hope and I ask for them to pray for me and, and so forth. And, um, and you need that. So seek that out. And, and so, G, close us out with some things uh, regarding the Holy Spirit. Uh, John 16, 12 through 15 says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And then 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Oof. Everything is mine. Everything is mine. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so, so yeah, so hit us up, proof beyond reason at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook. What Facebook, else we got? Instagram. I see a lot of people. We have like over 300 likes now for people po- uh, liking our stuff on Instagram for the latest post. So that's what's up. Wow. Instagram momentum on Instagram, uh, Facebook, continue to check us out on Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. We still have videos uh, going out on YouTube and and I think uh, we, we're, we're going to be uh, doing some, some new things coming up soon. So yep. check, out for the, uh, check that out. And uh, if you have questions, if you have convictions, you want us to pray for you, you want to find out how does J-Mo do his hair like that, uh, hit us <laughs> up at ProofBeyondReason at gmail.com. If you want to see more of uh, Religion Man, Ivan the Terrible, Ivan, Ivan uh, uh, hit us up, man. Hit us up. Let us know. Uh, 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 send us some, a direct message. But uh, we love you guys. Yep. Signing out, uh, Mike the Baptist. Geology. Ivan. Ivan. <laughs> we love you guys.